in a four-point game. Steelers on top. Fourth quarter at 10.56. Seattle at the 27th. Third and long. Hasselbeck back. Throws it down the field. Intercepted at the 6. Mike Taylor's got the ball running to the 15-20. Hit at the 25. Down at the 28. And now the momentum's back on the black and gold side. Minus three. With Dave Damashek and Jeff Schwartz. Do it, fellas. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus Three, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Tune in all season long for exclusive offers and odds boosts. FanDuel, more ways to win. Yeah, you just heard a little little spoiler there at the very top of the show. Welcome to Minus Three, as always. We're ready to chop it up here for another football weekend. Jeff Schwartz, as always, what's the poop with you, Jeff Schwartz? I might just step away from our interview and let you and, and Ike just talk about Steelers' heyday. And the, the, we spent 15 minutes preparing for the show just talking about <laughs> random games and it, 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 like random, very specific plays that happen in these games. I might just back out of here and hear you guys talk about some uh, some black and yellow football because I love the Steelers too. You know they're my they're they're my they're my pick to be the the, the Super Bowl team that, we, that no one talked about. So I love the way they're playing so far. Ooh, I like seeing the look at him ingratiating himself already. Let's introduce him, and then we'll uh, we'll set our table properly here. He is the two-time Super Bowl champion, the number one go-to source for all things black and gold, not black and yellow. Please, Jeff Schwartz, mind your manners. Half of the Believe in Steelers podcast with our pal Mark Bergen and my all-time favorite Pittsburgh Steeler, number two four. Ike Taylor. What's the poop, Ike? How y'all doing? Well, better for your company, Ike. How are you, man? I'm good, man. Just uh just got done working out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I Me got too. Say, yeah, no, you didn't. I mean, working out from probably eating something, but other than that, it's all good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we do what we do uh, separately. Say hello to your old friend Eddie Spaghetti there, Jeff Schwartz. Eddie Spaghetti. Ike, glad to have you on, man. I'm very excited for this. All right, let's dig in. Let's let's just start kibitzing, shall we, Ike? And I don't want to. I don't want to live life in the rearview mirror. That's not my way. You know that. And well, okay, but I I I do want to say I want to make sure you you understand this, Ike, that the no jive policy continues to apply here. So so don't bother with any nonsense. Save that for somebody else. We don't jive here as usual. Um, Let's start with. Let's start with your old pal, Antonio Brown, who in the first day or two of training camp, when when uh, the kid from uh, Michigan came down and or from Central, where did he go to school? Central Michigan, Central right? Michigan. Yeah. Central Michigan. He showed up at camp and immediately got into a fight with uh, veteran defensive back Ike Taylor. Now, Antonio Brown, at the time of this recording, out on the street, about to come off, though, of uh, of suspension for we- in week eight. What do you think? Is Antonio Brown somebody that that makes sense to plug in if you're the Seahawks or or shame the devil, the Baltimore Ravens? ASAP. ASAP. Really? You you can say what you want to say about uh, A.B. and his antics off the field. But uh, for like six years, for like six years, A.B. was on the Hall of Fame run. And that's you. You can't you can't knock the man. You got to acknowledge it. A.B. was on fire, you know, whether whether he was playing top cornerbacks, whether you was doubling him, whether you was triple te- teaming him, he just always found a way to make a play. So um, 
if a team like Seattle gets a B, if a team like the the Baltimore Ravens gets a B, or just a team that they feel like they're on the verge or might have a chance, they just missing that one piece gets a a B. Um, it's an automatic upgrade. You know, it's like yeah, it's but I know, but 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 he listen, he's been a pain in the ass. Uh, that ain't. But you we're, know, talking, or, we're talking. We're talking football, Shaq. I'm, I'm I talking, hear you. I'm I, talking football. So do you think? From a football standpoint, on the field, it's an automatic first class. I'm, I went from coach to first class. You know how them tickets cost. So I go from coach to first class. Man, let me get this first class. <laughs> I Listen, I, I've said it all the time. I mean, his six-year run was, not not hyperbole, the best run by a wide receiver in the Super Bowl yes. era. There's a, like, not Calvin Johnson, not Larry Fitzgerald, not Jerry Rice, Randy Mott. Nobody had that window that he had. He was dominant. You were in on that before anyone else. You said you watched right before he really broke big. You were on, you were wearing the black and gold, and you said, watch out for this guy, Antonio Brown. He's about to take the league over. I'm like, come on, Ike. You're being too good a teammate here. He's not that good. And, uh, and then I've been um, – eating that for the for however long it's been since then but do you think though that he's wired that okay the Seahawks like him but if the Ravens are out there do you think he wants to stick it to the Steelers if, if it was uh all things being even is he like just get me away from the mess and I'll go to the NFC or is he like oh no I want to play Pittsburgh in a big game that's what I want you know by the end of the day AB bought his money <laughs> so AB a- a- gonna, a- gonna be about his money like he already got that rap song you know what I'm saying? So he definitely bought his money. At the same time, you, you, you want to go with a hot quarterback. And the hot quarterback, hmm. when you want to talk about passing, is Russell Wilson. Like, Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson, but he's a video game Lamar Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Russell Wilson is a real live quarterback. So hmm. then you got two other good receivers. You, you got Lockett and you got Metcalf playing like a grown man. So – there's there's not going to be too much pressure on AB. He's still going to get his catches. He's still going to be wide open. And um he don't have to be the number 1. You know what I'm saying? So I, I guess I just don't know like that's the same thing and we'll talk about Levy and Bell but uh Schwartz, how say you? Are you like to me I got a chip on my shoulder. So if you scorned me, I definitely would want to play you. I, if I thought I was good, which I wouldn't want to do in football because I, I would probably do poorly if I went out to try and show you up in football, I would get embarrassed. But, uh, Schwartz, would you like to play anybody who who uh, gave you the business or would you be like, yeah, just keep me a million miles away from that mess? Well, of course, we all want revenge, but Ike's exactly right. He wants money. He wants to go to Seattle to a winning team with a winning culture, with a winning quarterback. He's going to behave for the the three or four months he's there. They're a winning football team. He's going to do everything he can to win, and he's going to do everything he can to rehabilitate his image so he can get paid next year. Like I, He would much rather go play with them, in my opinion, than, than, than go play ball. He will show up the Steelers by being really good. He won't show them up by beating them twice a year with the Ravens. And, and to Ike's point, a quarterback that's not going to throw him the ball as much as he would get in Seattle. So I think Seattle is the spot for him. Look, people overblow this locker room stuff, in my opinion, too much. Like it, He's going somewhere that they're winning, with a culture, Pete Carroll, who's had who's had players before that don't fit the system that 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 you know other other places might not want, he, he's be, he'll be fine in Seattle. He'll be absolutely fine there. He will not cause a problem. Sweet Jesus! Imagine the overwhelming offensive firepower if you put DK Metcalf, Lockett, and AB out there for Russell Wilson to to throw at. You talk about like good situation and everything else. I think. 
as it happens, I said in advance of this, I was talking, in fact, to our, our pal uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. You remember him, right, Ike? Of course. I played yes. the man a few times, and when I hit him, man, it felt like the soul <laughs> just flew out inside my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, I remember that one uh, playoff game where you could have hit him right at the goal line, but you decided to kind of like uh, get ready to do some bullfighting. You kind of matador, oh, laid, go ahead into the end zone there, Maurice. Remember that? That was, a, that was an executive decision. I had a conversation on the field at that particular moment with my body. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I've run into that guy at close to full speed once, and I don't know what I mean. The bowling ball thing is exactly right. I don't know what it was. We bumped into each other playing basketball, and I flew thirty rows into the stands. I don't know what it is about the way he's wired that just man, he is a ball of energy. Anyhow, Levy and Bell. I, I was talking to him, and I said it's going to be the Chiefs for Bell. And it is perfect for him because he he doesn't have to get a million touches. He's a backup, but he's probably going to go to at worst the AFC title game. And if he wins a Super Bowl, he comes out smelling like a rose. This is as good a spot as you could have hoped for if you're Bell looking for another big deal come 2021 and beyond, right? What do you got, 28 million to 18, 18 games? We've got a lot already, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so uh, Bell ain't tripping. That was another good – that was a good business decision. And you're going with a good coach. And I know you know this coach, Eric Bannerman, because of MJD. You know, they they real close friends. Then you got Coach Andy Reid, uh, Grandpa Andy Reid. And what I mean by Grandpa Andy Reid, like nobody wants to – you don't ever want to let your grandpa down. Like you, you and your dad, when you get older, y'all might butt heads if y'all both alphas. But y'all never want to let Grandpa down. And and that's, and that's Andy Reid. I look at Andy Reid like Grandpa. I look at Eric, Eric Bannerman. Like that, if you can see on the sideline, you're looking at Eric Bandemi, and he's a, and he's a former running back, and they running back coach, and they OC. So it just made sense for for Le'Veon Bell to go there. By the way, you know I got Patrick Mahomes too, and we got a lights out offense. So, God damn, you know what I'm saying? But he, I do, he, I, I do, and I also think practically, people don't like to hear this. I don't think, and probably Levy and Bell doesn't like people singing songs about this. But I think he's in a position based on what you said about the, you know, twenty some million dollars. I don't think he necessarily is desperate to be getting twenty five, thirty touches a game for anybody. I think this is a nice spot for him. He got yeah, his they, money. They got a young stud over there already at the running back position. Um, Le'Veon is. He's he's getting another like say like half season where he's preserving his body because he doesn't right. have to be the man. He has a coach that will know how to use him, which is which is which is going to be crazy because a lot of coaches don't know how to use Le'Veon Bell. I mean, when Le'Veon Bell was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you saw how he was. He he had a nice little stretch, a two three year stretch when he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. If he was the starter for the Kansas City Chiefs, it probably could be the same, but it's it's not. You know what I'm saying? So Le'Veon, to me, is in a good situation with the KC, whether it's from the coaching staff, whether it's from a team staff, whether it's from a a winning staff. He's just in a good environment. And they say the grass ain't always greener. The grass don't get no greener from where he left to where he just went. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Schwartz, but you think that the fit is fine, but you don't uh, anticipate him – revolutionizing that offense in any way or changing that offense. Yeah, I think it's great for Bell for all the reasons that everyone has said, right? I mean, it makes perfect sense for him as a, as a business decision for rehabilitating his image, for just getting 10 to 12 touches a game. But 
It's not going to change the Chiefs' offense. They just had 245 yards rushing against the Bills because their offensive line was smashing people. Like, that's the reason why they, they couldn't run the ball. Their <laughs> offensive line wasn't any good. And, and Ike knows this well. When he was with Pittsburgh, they ran the ball very methodically with big old offensive linemen with double-teaming guys up the field. And they let Bell hide behind those guys and then take off, right? That's not what the Chiefs' offense is. They don't have these big bruising guards, a lot more zone, a lot more one-cut-and-go. That's not really Bell's style per se. So, yeah, yes, it maybe can change his style in the middle of his career, but the Chiefs' running style doesn't fit him. Now, they fit his pass game, right? Screen game, get him out on the flat, do all those things that I think work really well to make him an exceptional back is his ability to catch the ball, run down the field. But again, the Chiefs offense is second best in the NFL right now. It's not just going to be magically first because Bell's there. He's a great compliment. It's great talent. I like the signing, but Chiefs fans are like two back sets. Andy Reid ain't doing any of that. He's not doing that. Like, like let's let's like let's calm down with what Andy Reid's going to use him as. Um. Before we say the Chiefs to me, I like to me the end of the novel is and it's uh, and and it's not much fun to say Ravens and Steelers, Steelers and Ravens. And, uh, you know what? To me, this all ends with um, the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. That's kind of where I'm at. But I am I will say legitimately and biased as I may be in favor of the Steelers. I, I mean, I kind of buy that the Steelers have a chance and. As it happens, your old pal Debo, James Harrison, sat down with uh, with Cousin Sal and Rachel Bonetta on Laugh Lines. Here's what he said about the Steelers and Coach T, who he has disparaged on his way out of Pittsburgh, on his way up to Foxborough. He was taking shots at Coach T. Here's what Debo says about the Steelers' chances this season. Hey, James, your team, the Steelers, are they going to the Super Bowl? They look damn good. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't see them having any trouble. Maybe till uh, you know the AFC Championship game. That's it. You buy that, Ike? Yeah. I mean, you don't. You don't have to buy it. Um, but I've I've bought it. I've bought it because I just wanted to see how seven Big Ben comes back and play. If he had the relationships with the receivers, and what I thought last year when seven was out. It kind of, when it gave seven a, a rest, I mean, sad to say, it gave seven a rest. Two seven had to do a lot of reflection on himself and as a football player. Three, he became a, a off-the-field leader. So he can see um, these young wide receivers on what he needs to do when he comes back. Now you see that seven back. And that defense midway season last season has been playing lights out since till now. You have seven six or seven first-rounders on that defense. And them boys playing like first-rounders on that defense, whether they're draftees or whether you got a front free agency like Aminka or Joe Hayden. But you got some quality guys, and they're in their prime. That's the crazy thing about it. They're in their prime. Now you got a, a healthy stuff on to it. And we talk about offense all we want to. It's a reason why we don't bet or people just don't bet during the playoffs because games are games – are, 24, 17 games. There is not high-scoring games. And that's when the the, the so-say terminology come, defense win championships. You know, you, you can just look at San Fran and KC last year. Defense won them the championship. Defense and running game. So when, when you get to the playoffs, nothing won't be pretty. It won't be no high-flying, yeah. you know, 100-yard receivers. It's going to be 130-yard running game. And somebody who's smacking the other opponent in the face on defense. That's just that's just how it is. 
And that's what Pittsburgh been doing since last year, midway season. They've been getting after the quarterback. And what I like now, what Coach Tomlin been doing, he I'm not going to say brainwashing. He's training his two best outside linebackers between T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree, by the way, they first rounders. So, you know what? I need y'all on first and second down. Even though I know y'all hungry and y'all got cool side bets with each other on how many sacks y'all going to get, I need y'all to understand how important I need y'all to stuff the running game. And, and that's exactly what they're doing. Them yeah. boys are stuffing the running game first and then coach just letting the leash off of them on third down. Now it's just a race to the quarterback. But you, you, you got to, as a player, you got to trust the coach and you got to be very unselfish because between Bud and TJ, they can be as selfish as they want to be and just say, man, we're going to rush the quarterback every play. That's not going to help the defense. So for me to see that between them two, that's showing a lot on a respect level, how to respect Coach T. Also, the professionalism, what they don't as being a player in the NFL. But seven is back for me. And I, when I look at seven, um, I look at seven as a billionaire that he can have any car in the garage. Right now, when you look at the offense between the wide receivers, the tight end, and the running backs, seven got every car you can have. He got a monster truck. He got a He got a pickup truck. He got a Bugatti. He got a Ferrari. He got whatever you're looking for at his disposal. And by the way, this wide receiver crew is, is young. Juju is the oldest guy or have been in the league the longest. And he ain't never like 23, 24 years old. So you can just only imagine what Seven is thinking. Like, man, y'all adding life to me. Like, these young guys adding life to my career. So, um, yeah, I see him winning the Super Bowl, Shaq. To answer your question, I knew it took seven minutes later. I don't love the Steelers with um, without Devin Bush out there, but I don't really know. Who am I to weigh in on Devin Bush with the green dot on his hat versus somebody else taking it over? Does it make sense to say, hey, here's a fourth rounder, Lions. Uh, throw us Garrett Davis, who's who's uh, just sitting on your bench anyway. Wouldn't that be a nice answer? It would for, for him and Vince Williams. Just, just – Selfishly speaking, um, him and Vince, they they two old school linebackers. All they want to do is come downhill and for your mom. They want to hit you so hard that your mom asks, is my baby okay? <laughs> are, are, you, are you sure? They want to take the soul out of you. And I'm talking about Jared Davis and Vince because I know them both well. They want to take. They want to come downhill. They want to hit you so hard. They want to. They want to make your kids ass. Dad, are you all right? But you can't. I'm not saying you can't have that. You gotta have a, which is which is a gospel team on who they see, a young, fast, athletic linebacker. So I got a head buster. The head buster mean events, and I got spoke, uh, athletic, not as athletically as a Devin Bush, but I got somebody similar somewhat that can... Who, Bob Spillane is similar? You, he's He can run bro, with those tight ends? To be honest with you, you know, the, the first couple of games, Devin Bush was having problems. They was picking on Devin Bush to keep it 100 with you. They was picking on him the first couple of games with the tight ends. You know, so you, you got to understand, man, the tight ends right now ain't really tight ends. They... They wide receivers with tight end bodies. <laughs> you 
you know, so that's going to be hard for a safety to check, let, let alone a linebacker to check. So you just got to, you've got to roll the dice and hopefully, you know, which one of your linebackers is going to get a hand up or something for an incomplete pass. From a linebacker, man, other than Ryan Shazier, from a linebacker standpoint, man, you're not asking linebackers to cover tight ends. It's, it, you got you got to have a Ryan Shazier. You know, that only come one every 10 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So schematically, I think Coach Butts and Coach T, you know, it's going to be a lot of zone blitzing. It's going to be a lot of zone blessing. It's going to be a lot of zone blessings if they if he needs to cover tight ends. Um, running back wise, um, I don't think he's going to leave his his linebackers on running backs. It's going to be pretty much more of a zone scheme. Oh man, I, I, some of the some of the best times I've had in the last decade were sitting at dinner with Samalway, Supreme, Taylor, picking wines off the list and pressing uh, the Samalways in these fancy restaurants, so on and so forth. So many great times with uh, with my great pal, and like I say, my all time favorite Pittsburgh Steeler. Ike Taylor, make sure you're checking them out on Believe the Steelers with Mark Bergen. And let's make this a little more regular. How about that, two for? I mean, what you waiting on? Man, I'll, hey, E, e Spaghetti, appreciate you. G Spaghetti, appreciate you. Uh, Shaq, I tell you this all the time, man. You you kind of threw me out there. You, 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 you threw me to the world. You know, people people heard about me. But um, just from behind the scenes, man, you went to bat for your boy. And you kind of got me on my way. So um, at the time where I was at, you know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't really want to do no TV. I didn't care nothing about that. But man, you you just kind of flipped. You unlock, you unlock my brain. You kept me open minded in that aspect, man. And I appreciate you, man. I still reflect. I tried to bring that Pittsburgh still away to to the network at the time, and I think and I think I did. You know, I think we had fun. It wasn't work. It wasn't work when we was in the building. You know, it was just us having fun, and we all felt like we was just sitting down at a coffee shop just talking. You know, that was kind of the environment we had. So till the day, I still talk to everybody. I see everybody doing good. So I'm happy for that. I'm still talking to everybody, so I'm happy for that. But yeah, Shaq, man, I just want to thank you, bro, for just kind of, like I say, just going to bat for your boy, bro. You ain't have to, you ain't have to do that. But you saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. So again, man, I just want to appreciate you, bro. Not, uh, I love seeing you doing your thing all over the place these days with uh, McAfee and beyond. Love hearing you getting some shine that you deserve. You're the real deal, like as long as you don't let those executives get in your ear about trying to talk in a certain way. They do the same thing with me, too, with my annoying voice. Nothing better than sitting around with you, the guy from England, Handsome Hank, Maurice from the East Bay, four guys who had nothing in common except – laughing and talking about football and stuff and uh and uh boy those are uh, some good times so like i say getting to keep doing it with my guy jeff schwartz and eddie spaghetti bringing you in i agree with you it's not working we're talking about football nothing to complain about here so appreciate you joining us ike and uh and we'll catch up with you soon i hope sooner rather than later all right thanks bro appreciate y'all y'all boys be good g eddie there he goes, the guy who could have been a Hall of Famer. If only he caught a few more there. There he goes, everybody. Yeah, see, uh, I like him quite a bit there, uh, Schwartz. He's a great Good fellow, I love right? It, man, I love his his analogies are fantastic. Um, what about? Uh, I wanted to get to him too because you had big news. I saw on Twitter. Oh, I think it was Wednesday night. 
Yeah, uh, at the home front. Oh, by the way, everybody should be following Schwartz on all social media because he he does some of the best X and O breakdowns out there and and everything. But he also lets you know what's going down on the home front in Charlotte, North Carolina. And the big update um, from last night was uh, that your wife insists on getting chickens for some reason. Why do you want chickens? The chicken coop has showed up at the house. It's here. I have to put it together. And then we're getting four silky chickens. Um, Why? I Dave. I do not know. My wife works full-time. She is a practice manager, nurse manager, senior manager, something like that. She runs a bunch of sports clinics here in Charlotte. She has four specific ones she runs. Okay, She's like 30 direct reports. She's a busy lady. We have two kids. One is four, one is six. She has a third kid. That's me. She has three rental properties. We have three rental properties that she runs. She manages three rental properties. And somehow she wants to have chickens in her life. I don't by understand the way, what is, By the way, what is it you do? What is it that you contribute no, I, she, to this? She says I yell into the computer. That's what she tells people I do. I see. Um, and and that's all I do. So it's just, um, I don't know. I, I literally asked her last night. I got done with another podcast I was doing. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you, by the way. You should go listen to it. And I went downstairs and I, let, I said, I said, I said, babe, I said, are you okay? Like, I, I'm, I know that we joke a lot, me and you. Like, are you doing okay? Like, are you like, is there like, is this a midlife crisis? Are you like, I, I just, <laughs> so I just, you're calling her old. That's probably I mean, not a good yeah, thing. I was like, I was like, Meredith, it's like you, like, I was like, what do we have time? Here's the problem with the chicken idea. Okay. Mm. It's not that I don't eat eggs, which I don't really eat eggs. It's not that you don't really eat eggs. It's that you're going to claim you're going to clean up the poop and you're going to put the hay in there. You know, you're going to do none of that. I said, are you in December when it's cold outside? going to go outside and clean the stinky poop up out of that hen house. She's like, no, probably not. I go, that's the problem. I will have to clean up the stinky hen house. Mm. I will have to make sure the birds are healthy. I have to make sure there's water. I, have to make, I said, I just want a dog. Like I want a dog. Why can't I have a dog? I'll do all this for a beautiful German shepherd puppy anytime I want, but I don't care about four chickens. We're getting a white one, a brown one, a blue one, and a black one, by the way, silky chickens. They had, they're like furry chickens. Why? Like, just I have to drive to some town I never heard of, and oh, your car! Time. You're gonna regret it. Four I have a minute truck. into I have the a, car I have, ride. I have, a tru- I have a truck, so I'll put them in the truck bed. But um, like, do I put them in like just throw them in the truck bed? Like, what? Do I, I don't know. I'm from the middle of Los Angeles. I don't know anything about chickens. I live in like the Beverly Hills of Charlotte. I don't know. There's no one owns chickens around here. She's like, well, let's let them walk around our backyard. I go. We just paid six figures to put in a pool. And to redo our backyard, why do we our chickens just gonna shit over the backyard? Like, what is the what are we doing here? I don't understand this. I, I mean, listen, this. the the easy joke, but but a real one. It, it's funny because it's true. Why don't you just eat them? I mean, that that then that'll uh, be the can, end of that. I told you I said, cook I them go, up. I can go get a. Dozen I thought that's eggs. why. I thought that's why we got. I thought you wanted me to make dinner with them, babe. I could, I could go get a. I can get a dozen eggs for two ninety nine at the store, like organic <laughs> large <laughs> brown eggs. Who so wants to be going out there to fetch eggs from a? It's, it's too familiar, in my opinion. It's one of the, like I wouldn't want to eat eggs that came out of my backyard. I want them to come from the grocery. It's that makes like, sense. It's like the last week, the last month, you decided you wanted to eat eggs again, and like just decided to like buy. I bought a, I bought a, a, a what a, a eighteen pack, whatever, twenty four pack of eggs at Costco, and like they, no one's touched them since Saturday. Like I don't understand. Like no one eats eggs in our house. I don't understand why we're some egg factory now. It's just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. And I, 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 you know what? 
I don't know the misses and I'm not trying to curry favor with you, but um, I, I'm on your side on this one. This that's a very weird move, a very strange, unnecessary move. I'm totally just dog. Dog's gonna show up now. I just I'm gonna see it. My dog. That's what you know. What that's how you. That's the winning move. Tell them that our children will be scarred by this when they find the uh, the gnawed remains left by the the neighborhood dog. That like well, that. Well, no, that'll be emotionally scarring for I mean, the children. The only thing that's gonna get them is the hawk. Like a hawk, a hawk or a falcon, probably a hawk. <laughs> really, I didn't know. Is that like they do that kind of like cannibalistic oh, yeah. thing? Like birds attack other birds? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so well, my I didn't concern know that. is my concern is is there's a there's my neighbor said we have a six foot rat snake, not a rattlesnake, a rat snake that's a, that's kind of in between our properties that's eating all the mice and stuff. That probably will not get the chickens because the chickens are too big for that snake. Um, but like yeah, the hawks we see them all the time. Like there's a hawk or falcon, whatever they are, they're gonna swoop down and get the birds if we let them out. <laughs> I, I just, oh, this is gonna go great! I can't I just, wait to, to have updates on this. On I can't the wait till my kids come home and they're like, "Where's Where's the white chicken at?" I'm like, "The hawk just took him." <laughs> or you just point to your belly. Back to my original idea. Um, okay, either way, <laughs> games. Let's get to it here, and uh, we'll start it off with our uh, boosted bet for you, the minus three listener this week. FanDuel.com slash minus three is how you get this one, and uh, we uh, appreciate, they demand that you make all your bets through FanDuel.com slash minus three. That's minus the word, and then the number three, not surprisingly, let's unveil it here. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Giving a point and a half, boosted up to plus 110 down in Tennessee. I like this one, and it really isn't just bald um, homerism on my or or following Ike Taylor's lead there. I like this one practically because, as I mentioned, the Jenga piece potentially of Devin Bush being out, a major absence for the Steelers defense. I suspect that a bigger absence for the Titans is Taylor Lewan yeah. going up against that nasty Steelers pass rush. I think that is reason enough to uh, to ride with yeah. uh, the Steelers to survive this one. Like I say, by uh, you know by two points or more. Yeah, it's worth pointing out too that you know these lines are always subject to move, so this is kind of locked in yes. now, and I think it might move the other direction. Remember, yesterday I started writing an article. It was Wednesday. I started writing an article at two p.m. Steelers were favored by two. I was done writing the article with some other stuff I had to do in life to like 5.30. The Steelers were now getting a point. Like the line moved three points. Now through dead numbers, I get it. But to me, that showed a couple of things. When Vegas opened the line minus two, it showed you right away, they thought the Steelers are better than the Titans, right? A road team, two 5-0 and teams, and they're favored the road team by two. So, you know, if this game was in Pittsburgh, they'd be favored by five, right? Five and a half, six. So it showed me right away Vegas thinks they're better. And I agree with them. I agree with them. Pittsburgh is a, is... Good on offense, really good on defense, really good on special teams. Tennessee's great on offense, not very good on defense, and okay on special teams. But your point about Taylor Lewan, their left tackle is huge. So Titans are down now, left tackle and right tackle. And we saw last week the Steelers got home with four guys quite often. Normally they bring pressure, right? Number one in the NFL in blitz rate, number one in the NFL in pressure rate, um, number one in the NFL bringing an extra guy. They didn't have to do that this week. Um, I think Ike Taylor's point about tackling Derrick Henry is is important. But again, guys, I, I bring this up. And I know Titans fans hate this, but it's very true. I would let Derrick Henry run for 300 yards if Ryan Tannehill only threw for 150. I Like, you have to stop Tannehill. He's number one in the NFL in expected points added. He he has huge chunk explosive plays in the passing game. I would let Derrick Henry run for as many yards as he wanted as long as Tannehill did not go down the field and, and score a bunch of points. 
The Patriots did this in the playoffs. They said, Derrick Henry, run for as many yards as you want. The Titans scored 14 points. The game plan is that, is let Henry do what you want and don't let Tannehill expose your defense. That's the game plan. I And I agree. And back to the earlier point, I get that people settle on these narratives in the preseason and then they get very, it's very hard to shake people off of this. But the premise of this Steelers team was defense, defense. The, the reason that some people thought maybe Pittsburgh could compete with Kansas City or Baltimore was because they had an overwhelming defense and they kind of slept on, well, well, we don't know what's going to be with Roethlisberger. The way it shapes up now, they are certainly, in my opinion, the most complete AFC team. I don't know that that all ultimately, I mean, I'm still going to stick I, with I, the Chiefs. I mean, I mean the Chiefs for now, are pretty but, good on defense still. I just think they had that they had rough week against both. Against right, they have playmakers on defense. Yes. Well. I, I think that's what 21st century right. they're, they're is not, about. Not as complete they turn you over. They'll turn you over is what they'll do. Um, Okay, so we're both riding uh, with that one. Ike's on board as well. Spaghetti, your pick. Oh, man. Uh, I want to go Titans. You stink. I think Steelers win, by the way. They don't cover. They also win. I I just feel like the Titans are there. I love Mike Vrabel. I love, like that that movie he played uh, with um, last week with the the extra man on the field penalty. Like the guy just one step ahead, and um, I don't know. I think that they're getting back Corey Davis now too, and and him and a- and AJ Brown are tough to stop. I, I'm gonna go a little upset right here. New York, New Jersey special next for us. It's the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, obviously having a little bit of trouble of late. The New York Jets are a good way to get right. The Jets at uh, what is ostensibly home for them, plus 13 and a half. Schwartz, how say you? So the Bills are going to win this game. I, I don't know if, oh God, I just, there's such a I big mean, line for road two favorite. touchdowns. Jeez. That's a lot of points for a road favorite. I, I would not feel, I, I'm not betting this game. I, I I just wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Maybe I should bring my pole out. But yeah, the, Bills are gonna win, the Bills are going to win this game. It's just, I just don't think that that I would put any money on this game. Yikes! Total on it is forty four and a half, and I know that I've known I know the losses, but talk about preseason narratives that are hard to shake a person off of. I just continue to um, just not be able to to grasp why this Bills defense is bad. It's not it's not that it's like not as dominant as last year. It's that it's, it, it it's not, it's, Bad, yeah. it's not even mediocre. It's weird given the know, players I, they I have out there. I don't know why I'm not. I mean, I, I don't pretend to be an ex a defensive like analyst. I, I don't, I don't know why I, I maybe. I didn't, and I really haven't seen anyone talk about it other than that, say injuries, there's injuries. Um, I, there's no reason to explain it, honestly. Because he's because well they have stars sitting the year out, which is fine, right in the middle of the defense. But, but I mean, still, that, that's not like that's okay. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, I, I know. Mean, are you like Shaq Lawson? I, I mean, are you twenty seven DB like a star? Star doesn't play like no. I mean, you know, we'll have White being hurt and their middle linebackers being hurt. Yeah, I mean, all it all matters. Um, but I just think that that the drop shouldn't be that far. I mean, look at. Other teams that have you know injured right. in defense, and Niners are still playing okay defense, and they're they're pretty beat up. So um, I don't know why why the Bills are playing poor in defense. Yeah, Edmonds is back, and uh, you know again play the Jets. That's a good way to get right. So maybe they get back on track. I don't know, man. I I generally say, I mean, anything that gets into double digits in pro football, give me the underdog. Yeah, but the Jets are a special special case. I mean, they they truly truly are putrid. Yeah, they they are so bad they wouldn't even be able to win the NFC East this year. That's how bad they are. 
Correct. Speaking of the NFC East, a Thursday night special for you, the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles. Interesting note here is that I always assumed that uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys were the most hated team, the biggest rival for the other three teams in the NFC East. Now that I've dug in on it a little bit, if you ask people, Giants and Eagles fans say, oh, the biggest rivalry is is us. The, the yeah. Giants-Eagles has the most hatred in it among the fans and the players and everything else. Eddie Spaghetti nodding along. Giants plus four and a half against the Eagles in Philadelphia. Let's start with you, Spaghetti. How say you? This is These, these are your guys. Oh, I like the points you get, and I think um, that definitely helps you out. Do I think the Giants will win the game uh, that's playing tonight? Uh, I'm unsure. I I like the fact, obviously, that um, I don't like the players that are injured, but it helps the Giants have uh, big time that the Eagles are missing some key guys. I know they are getting Lane Johnson back, but I still think Carson Wentz is, is the the best player probably uh, on either squad, and he's going to make uh, he's going to make plays regardless of who he's throwing the ball to or who's running the ball behind him. And I just don't know if the Giants Giants Stevens is good. Um, but their offense at a point has to score points to get the defense off the field, and they just have not been doing that. And Daniel Jones has not had a great game yet this season. He has not really since uh, early on in his rookie year last year, and uh, I'm just it worries me way too much. Uh, I still think the Eagles uh, squeak out a close one here. Schwartz, how say you? Yeah, I think that that Eddie's exactly right here. I think the Giants of the points is is the bet to make, but I think the Eagles win this game. Um, you know, I just it streams like a you know Daniel Jones turn, fumbles one time that kind of cost the Giants the game. I mean, he just exactly. he can't he can't keep the ball. They're, Andrew Thomas is playing again tonight, but the Eagles defensive line, um, you know, is just not played very well the last couple of weeks. I feel like this is kind of a get right game for them. Um, so I, th- I think the Giants keep this one close, but I think the, I think the Eagles win in the end. Schwartz, here's a little side debate that me and Spaghetti have been having here, and he's like attempted to mock me about this. I continue to say I don't care if he's in street clothes on Sundays or not. Dwayne Haskins ultimately is going to be the better pro football QB yeah. over Danny over Dan over Danny Dimes. Spaghetti Schwartz is here to play tiebreaker. Who's going to have the better pro career? You could say neither. Both I, of them are all. I mean, the thing, the difference here is that obviously you know, it feels like Haskins hasn't hasn't been given a fair opportunity, but you can make the same case for Jones, who's had a new coach and he's had two really conservative coaches, right? Yep. But the, you know, the issue is that the, the Jones's fumbles and turnovers, like he just has a a backbreaking play per game. It feels like, and he's got a. I don't Haskins doesn't have all of those every game, so I think that neither. But I think I'd like to see them get a fair chance at some point. I'm 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 sticking with Haskins in our fully saturated NFL quarterback situation. The only thing you don't want to be is having a pretender in your quarterback spot. Danny Dimes is fine, but ultimately he's not the answer. He's not the franchise answer long term, I don't think. And I wouldn't be surprised if they make a move there in the offseason. But I still like Dwayne Haskins. I, I the reason they wouldn't is because of the contract. But I wouldn't be surprised if they attempt to bring in a Nick Foles type, much like uh, the Bears did this offseason, to try and push him a little bit. And uh, I I also think this idea that Ryan Fitzpatrick should go somewhere in the NFC East to swing things. I don't really get what you and me and the Kimes are talking about there, Schwartz. But I'm all for the whimsy. I like the whimsy. That's why I said Levy and Bell to the Giants. Le'Veon Bell, if he wanted to get a lot of touches and be the star of a team, he could have carried the Giants to to a division crown, to five wins and an NFC East title. 
I, I mean, I don't know about that. Devontae Freeman hasn't been that bad, and the Giants' run block uh, is pretty average. The pass block, though, was ridiculously bad. And like Jeff said before, second offensive coordinator, I don't know how you're even saying that Dwayne Haskins is in the same ballpark as Daniel Jones. As bad we as, barely as, seen as, bad as he's been. Yeah, but even oh, just compare their rookie campaigns, not even close. Daniel Jones' rookie passing numbers were closer to I Kyle know, Murray's looking- than they were Dan- Dwayne Haskins. It's not even – it's not comparable. All right, I'm looking into uh, under the horizon, not in the rearview mirror. All right, let's go fast action and uh, wrap it up here, fellas. Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals, uh, Seahawks giving three and a half on the road in Arizona. You know what? I'll start us off. 55 and a half is the total on this one. I'll go over on that one. At some point, though, these defenses are going to start to rise up in pro football. I don't know that the Seahawks and Cardinals, either one of them, is ever going to really. That's why I think both these teams are going to start to slide ever so slightly in the second half of the season because I don't think either one of them has has the roster to really rise up defensively. In this one, though, I'm going to take the home dog. I'm going to take the Cardinals plus three and a half. I'll say you shorts. I like Seattle here. Uh, off a of bye, Pete Carroll 3 0 gets a spread his last three games, uh, winning by an average score of 13 points. Uh, the the road team in this series, 9 1 1 against the spread, kind of kind of an odd odd number there. And and Russell Wilson hasn't lost in Arizona since 2012. So um, Arizona on a short week, obviously, Seattle off a of bye. Uh, I like Seattle here to win and cover. Um, it's an all pirate get together in Las Vegas, Buccaneers, Raiders, Buccaneers rolling in there now looking good in the, what have you done for me lately? Recency bias NFL. Everybody has already forgotten about the bears game oh, for the Buccaneers. It happens every now, every now and then. All right. Well then, you know, I guess a, the same thing. Yeah. You could say the same thing about the Packers last week against the Buccaneers. Yeah, I, I, I think the Packers come back and beat the show, the Texans. So I, yes, I would agree with yes. Hmm. I think. All right. So, Tampa um, given yeah. four in Vegas. The Raiders a mess with uh, with COVID. Their offensive line. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. How say you? I like Tampa to win and to cover this game. Obviously, you can't do both there. Um, here's why: Tampa Bay's defense is number one in DVOA, number one in EPA, number one in pass defense. I mean, they're they're number one in, in everything on defense. They rush the passer. They're second in pass rush according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, the Raiders without Trent Brown, their offensive line can't practice at all this week. Um, you know, because the COVID protocol. So I liked it before this happened, actually. I, 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 my notes here from before that happened. Um, Raiders defense just, and the Raiders defense, by the way, not very good, right? 28th in EPA, 31st in DVOA. Um, I think that, that the Bucks offense we saw last week got a little more confident, got Gronk going a little bit. I think they score a bunch of points in this game. So I, I go Tampa Bay. I agree with you. And by the way, really get it now. If it if you can get it at uh, at minus four, do it. (laughs) Yeah, is that right? Yeah, I mean, I I assume as things start to shape up here, if Trent Brown, we know he's not going to play, and if other guys are out, like you'll you'll regret not having jumped on that one at at minus four. And uh, last one because I know you're hip on the uh, on the Rams. I like them, but I remain kind of skeptical of the limitations of Jared Goff. Chicago Bears going into Los Angeles plus six. Disrespectful to the Chicago Bears. But then again, I think they're fraudulent too. So the Rams got to win by a touchdown. That defense in Chicago at least is for real. Yeah, you I start. Think you start, Schwartz. I think it's just too many points. I would take the Bears to cover and the Rams to win. I just think you know the, the Bears – have to win games with foals like they've been doing 2019, 23, 16, or 23, 13 last week. Um, and the Rams can score enough points to play enough defense to, to, to win this game. But the Bears, I think, are just they're just kind of pesky enough to like hang around. Six points is a lot. So uh, I like the Bears to cover, but the Rams to win. 
All right. Good times, fellas. Uh, I thought uh, we had fun. Sorry for the audio issues along the way there. Had uh, some uh, beeps and bumps with Ike there, but still some good information. So we appreciate you hanging out through that one. And uh, can't wait to get more and more updates on the uh, chicken soap opera oh, yes. at uh, at the Schwartz Mance. We'll be looking forward to that one. We'll talk to you on Monday night at halftime. Oh, of yeah. the game make sure you're following on twitter minus three is how you do that we appreciate you following subscribing all that jazz and uh for jeff schwartz eddie spaghetti ike taylor thanks so much sports fans oh, and before i say goodbye fanduel.com slash minus three get the boosted bet this week steelers minus one and a half boosted up the plus 110 get in on that i think you'll be happy you did um and until next week thanks so much sports fans It's been a thin slice of heaven.